Support for the Takeover Lounge is provided by the Arts Foundation for Tucson and Southern Arizona, funded by the City of Tucson and Pima County, with additional support from the Community Foundation for Southern Arizona. Welcome to the Takeover Lounge. Yo, what is up, everybody, and welcome to the Takeover Lounge. It's Quarantine Z here on a Friday after Friday evening, doing it up with my co-host Daniela. Uh, we got OKC's finest and Tucson's favorite JB over here. How you doing, man? What's up, man? I'm doing good. How are you, brother? Yeah, we are chilling. Uh, just trying to get my taste and smell back, but that will come in soon time. Yeah. <laughs> but yo, let's go ahead and kick it off, man. Daniela, want to start us off today? Okay, so um, what aspect of life would you put a big warning label on? A, a, a big warning label? Um, probably, oh man, that's a good question. Um, I'll probably put a, a warning label on... Um, Women. <laughs> okay, well, I, we need some elaboration on that one. <laughs> uh, yeah, I, 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 I'm, I'm going to let me plug my laptop in real quick. Okay. Okay, sounds good. Okay. Well, well, he's doing that. We're gonna do a little announcement. Shout out to everybody that's already paid for our Patreon. Y'all should go ahead and do that. We have yeah. our links and bios. Help us out. Support the Takeover Lounge, Takeover Media. We out here doing the thing. Uh, we got Pike in here. We got Fawns up in Fons. here. What's up, y'all? But uh, yeah, we got a Patreon now. Go ahead, you know, sign up for these monthly, these monthly uh, little fines that we got. Uh, I don't. We got sticker packs for like five dollars a month. If you pledge five dollars a month, that's gonna be fire. So, with uh, Daniela's cricket cutter, cricket maker. I'm gonna, I'm gonna try this weekend. I'm gonna try. We're gonna <laughs> see how it works. I feel I'll probably it. have I feel to do some like YouTube tutorials or something. <laughs> it's all good. Hey, that's what that's all right. Or TikTok. You gotta TikTok it. <laughs> so funny story, my friend actually sent me like a profile from TikTok that has like, all these cricket um like tips and tricks. I'm like, oh perfect. You know what I'm saying? That's what everybody's be saying. Google it. I'm gonna say TikTok it, man. Whatever y'all TikTok it. TikTok. <laughs> Fonz knows what I'm talking about. Fonz knows TikTok it, man. TikTok it. You want to learn how to, uh, uh, oh, what well, was I had his garden tip this week. Oh, I forgot it. I forgot your garden tip today, Fonz. It was, uh, budding. Budding. That's what it was. Was it, is it debudding? Budding? Like, how do you, I don't know. He's probably going to be like, Zing, what the hell are you talking about, man? <laughs> <laughs> Shout out to Heather over here joining us. You feel me? Cricket's mad easy, Pike said. See, Pike, you say these things, and I get so much confidence, and it never works out. Right, Pike told you vinyl DJing was easy, huh? <laughs> That's what Pike, 
Pike's been doing it for like 15 years. He's like, it's easy, Danielle. All you got to do is. <laughs> Sorry, about I'm sorry to panic. <laughs> it's all good. No, it's all good. We're glad you're back because now people want to know. We had the comment section going to like, women, wait a minute. What? <laughs> okay. Uh, you know, I think um, it's, it's just important that, you know, um, you know, we teach men to to proceed with caution when it, when it comes with, when it comes to women. Um, that's just because I grew up uh, in a house full of women. Um, you know, I have daughters, and you don't like. Um, you know, it's you know they can they can build you up, they can tear you down. You know what I mean? And um, and so you know, it's just you know, I just say, man, like for me. Uh, you know, a lot, a lot of the, a lot of the things that I deal with, you know, that I'm having to deal with the rest of my life is, is because of uh, my interactions with women. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. So, uh, so yeah, I just think that it's important that you know, we we think about that and we we um, we try to leave them better than better than when we we met them. You know what I'm saying? Definitely. So, so yeah. I like that. Everybody was like, oh, man, what is, what's JB about to say right now? <laughs> and he flipped it. He flipped it. That was right, Fon. He flipped it. That was good. We got love from Germany tapping in. That's crazy. We got Germany viewers tapping in. Do you know you got people from Germany supporting you, JB? Yeah, I, I played Germany before. Really? Yeah. What was that like? Uh, it was amazing. Uh, we toured, I think I did four four, day, four cities in Germany. Sheesh. Uh, 2015, 16. Wow. That was like the peak of like, I feel like when we started seeing the change, transition in music era, like yeah. sound, 2015 at 2016. Like, yeah, Germany, Germany it, you know, uh, can, can I cuss on here? Yeah, of course. Okay. Yeah. Germany fucked me up the first show. It was, uh, it was, it was, a, it was whenever they were, whenever they were having the, um, the, like the refugees were going from, I think, um, where were they coming from? There was something, something going on, and they were there were people coming to Germany from somewhere else. Um, damn it, what was that? I can't remember what it was, but um, I'll think of it later. I have to look, look it up and Google it. But it was, it was, yeah, from Syria. They were coming from Syria. Yeah. So uh, it was around that time, and so we we got. We got to the to the first show, the first venue, and um, there's this long line, and it was probably like it was probably like five hours before the show started. You know what I'm saying? Like it was still, wow. you know what I'm saying? It was it was hella early, so there's this long line of people, like kids and everything. So I'm I'm thinking like, dang, I'm thinking, oh, they're they lined up for the show already, right? And they're like, no, those are refugees. But they're, they're there's like a camp they're gonna stay at, you know, Ooh. behind the behind the venue, and um. So that part was really cool, just to just to kind of see that and be a be a witness to like world history. You know what I mean? Definitely. Uh, and then there was one one venue where we played in Germany, where um, uh, I had a homie from Oklahoma who was playing basketball out there, and so he was coming to the show, and uh, and so I went I went out to the to the to the front to put his name on the guest list to get him in. And they had like this thick book, like a thick, like uh, uh, notebook 
folder and it was full of all these mug shots and he's and, and I was like what are those mug shots like what are these who are these people right and, and they were like these are these are Nazis who who aren't allowed to come to the show what <laughs> yeah no. yeah man. oh so when he said it fucked you up you you yeah. were you were yeah oh yeah bro definitely that's like a cool I would be culture child like, what you got yeah, yeah. There's real life Nazi still around <laughs> in 2015. What? <laughs> That's crazy. I want to know what uh, got you into music, JB. Um, you know, I uh, I've always, you know, it's far better than I can remember. Have have, have been um, I've been into music. I started. Uh, I probably started like you know. Recording and rap recording when I was probably like 15, 16. But I started I started uh writing raps when I was like seven, eight, you know what I mean? Um oh. but like actually like going to the studio like sophomore year in high school, you know, uh you know, and back then people didn't have studios in their career really. You had to legit like book studio time and stuff like that. And so um so that's what was how I got started. Uh and then um and then um, from there, it was just, you know, I guess, like, open mics and talent shows. And uh, here we had a, um, we had, a, like, a scene, like, a party scene, like, underground, more, I guess I guess you could call it like rave scene, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. But the hip-hop scene, but the hip-hop scene and the, the rave scene, b-boy scene, those scenes was kind of mixed, you know what I'm saying? Like, into, like to in, intermingled, you know what I mean? Right, so, right, right. You might have you might have a, a big party where it's like it's like a big dance room and they might have like a hip hop room, you know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Uh and, and and shit like that. So that so that's kinda like how, you know, I just kinda got started into like, you know, doing shows and stuff like that. Wow. That's that's neat. So you're starting like writing when you're seven and eight, writing yeah. just lyrics and raps? Yeah, I've like, I've always wrote raps. Like, you know, I had you know, uncles and cousins who who rap. You know what I mean. So, uh, you know, plus my parents listen to rap music. Like, you know, my mama she would get ready for work. She'd be playing Tupac. You know what I'm saying? Wow. I, I remember the first song I memorized was a rap song. You know what I mean? Like, uh, you know, so that was just always in our house and always around was rap music. You know what I mean? What song was it that you memorized? Uh, Ghetto Boys by Mom playing tricks on me. Oh, that's a good one. That's a good one. That's a great one. And did like when you were coming up, I mean you said you have uncles and, and people that rapped in your family, but were your homies rapping at all, like helping you or supporting you at all? Yeah, yeah. A lot of us uh, a lot of the homies rap. You know, one of like like the first time I went to the studio, you know, I went with my homie. Like he he'd already been going to the studio for a minute, you know what I'm saying? And knew how to record and all that. He he's the one who helped me, you know. And, and taught me how to record. And uh, back then, like, you know, when I first I first started recording, like it was it was all analog. So like, mm-hmm. you know what I mean, it was it was different. Like you 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 trying to do it in one take, and right. you know, then or you know, uh, you couldn't you, you weren't able to punch in like you are now and stuff like right. that. You know what I mean, so um, so yeah, like like I had a bunch of homies like uh, who who rapped. We used to my my sister's boyfriend. We said the house and. And rap, we freestyle it in our apartment complex and all that. Um, that's neat. That's awesome. 
Yeah, so. Um, let's see. Do you feel like there are some aspects in hip hop culture that need to be changed or addressed for the better? Uh, <laughs> did you ask that first question too? Is that how they asked that first question? Yeah. <laughs> um, you know, I don't know. I don't know if anything needs to be changed for the better. I think that, uh, you know, because hip hop is so young, and you know, when you think about how hip hop started and, and the foundation of it. You know, being like um, an outlet for people who had nothing. You know what I'm saying? Like, I think I think that you know um, because it, it still it still is that in a way. Um, it's hard to say. You know, what well, hip hop should do this for the better. Um, now, as far as I think that the culture itself is um, is is good i think i think it's perfect you know what i'm saying but if if there was something that you know i think that you know could change for the better it would just be the the idea that um that you know hip-hop is something that you can put on and take off you know what i'm saying like you know you can't like you know i was i was born like this i don't put i don't put this on when i leave the house and take it off and i come home you know what i'm saying the same the same way I'm talking to y'all, same same way I talk at the dinner table at, at Thanksgiving time. You know what I'm saying? The same way I dress is a, is the is the same way I dress every day. You know. Mm-hmm. Um, so I went to, I went to a funeral today. The the governor of Oklahoma was there, like, and I had on Jordans. You know what I'm saying? Like, like this is this is who I am. It's not it's not a it's not something that you put on. You know. So um, I think that. You know, that's one thing I would I would just say, like, you know, it's just that it's not it's the it's not something that you could just put on and take off when you when you when you feel like it. Um and then the other thing would just be the um the uh the uh the corporate the, the corporation aspect, like where it's like a it's like, you know, it's it's become it's become so corporate now that like even kids who are just starting music um you know it the idea is is like i don't i don't want to work i don't wanna, i don't want to have a job so i'm a rat you know what i'm saying and it's like no nah, fool like you know you might you might need to take your ass to work fam you might need to take your ass to school you know um it's not for everybody you know and it's just a way to to and then you know we 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 think that because we're 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 writing raps and we're doing rap or we're doing hip hop or whatever that we're like some creative person, you know what I'm saying? It's like, nah, fam, like you, like you're not, you know what I'm saying? And I think, I think those things happen because of uh, the, the the corporate idea that you know um, you can you can be a part of this corporation and um, and 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 make money from it and, and make a living from it, you know, um, because you know it's so it's so commercial. And it's so big, and it's so it's you know it's it's popular culture now. You know what I mean? Um, and I think all of that is uh, it's it's kind of um, deceiving and to people, and uh, they get in if they get in it thinking you know with the wrong with the wrong idea. You know, 
Like me, I was if I I would be rapping if I worked at McDonald's, if I was if I you know what I'm saying, I, I it would just be a part of my life, you know what I'm saying? Um, you know, and and I could be just as creative there as I am doing without it, you know what I'm saying? So I think because it's because it's so corporate and because it's so commercial, it's uh created like a, a um some a lot of um deception you know people so definitely that's true uh i was talking to jordy in the days uh, a couple of weeks ago he's an artist from phoenix out in az and uh we we're talking about how he was using hip-hop and music as a vehicle to these other avenues that he wanted to go which was like fashion which was um uh, i'm blanking on some other things he said but definitely fashion and restaurant owning and all that good stuff would you agree that you would use music as a vehicle as well yeah i have you know i have like i mean uh everything i everything i've done now has been because i, I rap you know what i'm saying like um i have i have a restaurant that that'll be open um this year in 2020 wow. this 2021 yeah in 2021 uh a pizza restaurant you know in in the neighborhood where i grew up uh, you know i've i've done acting i've won two emmys um um what else um i'm on i'm on the arts commission here i'm on the arts council um you know um i have a radio show in oklahoma city um i teach a, a college course a college hip-hop course uh wow. Um, I can't think of it, but just, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm co-owner of a, uh, a historical, uh, 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 historical theater, the tower theater, you know, here and all of those things started with rap, you know what I'm saying? Uh, none of that stuff would have happened had I not, had I not been rapping and people not seen, not seen me, you know, or heard me because, because of rap. So, yeah, I think, I think that's the definitely, um, as an independent, especially, I think that's definitely, um, you know, uh, how it, you know, that's, that's, I got, that's a great way for uh, of, of it to progress naturally, I, I guess what I'm trying to say. Yeah, I agree. I mean, just hearing all the things that you accomplished and are doing just from rap and hip hop itself. I mean, I feel like if any independent artist is listening, take that, listen to this. I mean, this guy knows what he's talking about. I mean, using you're teaching a college course and what what's that course on it's it's called hip-hop studies so wow. we just we just study hip-hop so we we studied the the history uh we have a text that we that we read uh can't stop won't stop which is a dope book um and then i wrote a curriculum just based around you know uh that book and then different um different parts of hip-hop so whether it's hip-hop fashion whether it's you know uh, MCing, whether it's rapping, whether it's uh, break dancing, whether it's uh, politics and hip hop, whether it's uh, religion and hip hop, and we go through each of those um, and uh, it's been it's been dope. It's been really cool. So that's tight. I like awesome. that. I want I want to take that course now. With <laughs> Professor KP right there. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> but um, you know, in your music, you always are speaking on political issues. I feel like that are relevant today still from the 60s from the 80s all the way up to now what got you into activism and sharing that in your music as well um 
Um, you know, I, in the same that the you know the it's I, like the same is true with activism. You know, um, it's it was just kind of natural progression. You know, um, it's almost just like you see things that you see things. Sorry, I was just sharing it on Facebook. No, you're good. <laughs> uh, you see things that um, need to need to be done. You see things that uh, you you're passionate about. You see, you see things that are that are going on that are wrong, and you know one day someone asks you a question about how do you feel about A, B, and C, and then based on how you answer that question, it's like, oh, he's an activist, you know what I mean? Um, but you know, so I, it, you know, I think it's little of that, but also for me, um, you know, there there are so many things that have happened close to me. Um, and I, that I've seen close to me and, you know, friends and family um, that, you know, it's, 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 um, I wouldn't, I wouldn't be, I wouldn't be doing, um, I wouldn't be a good steward to my community if I didn't get involved in, and, and, and help, you know, uh, one of the reasons why I started rapping is because I felt like, one of, one of the reasons that I, that I wrote raps and, was because I, growing up, I always felt like, you know, uh, my voice didn't get heard and people, you know, I was, I was uh, quiet and nobody listened to me. And so I thought the same is true with, with injustice. Um, you know, there are people whose voices go unheard. There are people who, who never, you know, get a chance to, um, to tell their side. There are people who die and, um, nobody speaks up for them. You know what I'm saying? And so, uh, because of that, you know, I want to make sure that if I ever have the chance to, I do it. Wow. I like that. I like that a lot. But can you describe your youth? Yeah, I mean, I, it it was, um, it was, I don't know, it, it was, um, you know, we we grew up, I, I we moved around a lot. Um, you know, I, my mom, she was a single, a single mom. Um, and um, you know, we went through a period where we were homeless. Um, you know, um, and you know, she 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 made it happen. You know what I'm saying? She did it. Um, you know, I think I think we we probably uh, struggled and you know dealt with uh, poverty. You know, like a lot of families, uh, you know, have and. You know, we were the family who would who would step thin in line for, you know, the free food baskets at Thanksgiving time. You know what I'm saying? Um, you know, um, in school, I was I was uh, you know always the smallest one. Um, um, you know, I don't know. I, I feel it. I understand. Because when I look at you and listen to your music, I'm like, this dude had to be, like, really smart when he was young. I mean, because like you said, I mean, you said you were, like, the shortest. I mean, you weren't going to overpower anybody. You weren't going to, you know what I'm saying? But you you knew how to outwork and how to outsmart people. And I yeah. feel like I was able to pick that up in your music. So I, I wanted to hear, like, what it was like in your youth to be able to to do that exactly like, yeah really- there were you know that's the thing man you know i've seen a, there was a lot of times where um where you know being small um you know was was helpful 
Um, you know, and people looked out for me. You know what I'm saying? I, I had a lot of homies that looked out for me. Um, and I had a lot of family, a lot of cousins and stuff that looked out for me. And, you know, we all threw down the field. You know what I'm saying? Like, you know what I mean? So it wasn't, it wasn't, um, you know, nobody, like, I wouldn't say I ever got, like, picked on, nothing like that. If, if anybody, if anybody who talked uh, shit about me, it was it was girls, you know what I'm saying? Or, right, right. Uh, <laughs> So, yeah, so, man, it, you know, that's the thing. But, you know, for me, it's like where I grew up, like, you know, um, and how I grew up, a lot of my friends and people that I went to school with kind of grew up the same way or pro- or even worse, some of them, you know what I mean? So, um, so yeah, man, it was just, you know, uh, it's weird because you, you talk to people about it and they're like, oh, my God, I can't believe you. It's like, but, you know, you don't even realize that, you know, you're, anything is wrong or different, right? Until you're, you're too old to understand. You know what I'm saying? To know. Definitely, definitely. That's true. Um. So let's talk about because you did the Jeff Julius and the March for Julius. Can you give us kind of like a background of what that stood for? Yeah, so uh, just a real quick background on Julius Jones. Um, he's a he's a friend of mine who is on death row in Oklahoma State Penitentiary. Um, uh, he's been in prison for about 22 years, and this year he has um, a clemency and commutation uh, hearing coming up. And so, you know, a lot of people have been going hard for him. Um, uh, a lot of celebrities, Kim Kardashian came and visited him. Um, you know, Baker Mayfield, uh, um, uh, Common, John Legend, all these people who have been pushing hard for me, you know, and, and everybody here, you know what I'm saying, too, you know, um, and he has a, he has a, a big team and a, a great support team, too, um, but so we were just sitting around one day trying to figure out what we could do, you know, and so when I got home, I just had this idea, I was like, let's just walk, yo, and they were like, Walked to McAllister, which you know it's about 130 miles, and uh, it's a it, you know, um, and and so I called one of my friends, and I because he he he's like he's biked across the uh, country and stuff like that before, so I knew he could I knew he could look at the look you know come up with the route and see if it was actually doable, and so whenever he said it was doable, then um, you know I always I said let's do it, and so I took him. Uh, I took, you know, three other activists, um, uh, a guy named Jess Eddy from here, um, uh, Francie Equo, she's an attorney from here, um, and then uh, Irv Rowland, uh, he's an activist. He's from here, but he lives in L.A. He coaches uh, uh, in the NBA, and, mm-hmm. um, and so he came, and so the five of us, you know, walked from Oklahoma State Capitol to Oklahoma State Penitentiary. And um, uh, we did it all. We left uh, New Year's Eve, and we, it took us about four days to get there. Wow, that's crazy. Yeah. <laughs> so, what, what was like? Was it? I mean, I hope it wasn't straight four days. I mean, but did y'all like in the hotel for a little bit, and then the next day? It was- so we we walked about. Uh, I think the first day we probably did about fifty miles, um, and then we we got some sleep. Uh, next day we did about 
you know, somewhere around 30 and then I think 40 the third day. And then um, in the fourth day, we had about four miles left and we walked those three and then we had a group meet us on that last mile. Um, but yeah, we, we got a hotel um, and then we get, we get like five in the morning and start walking. Wow. Wow. That's amazing. You were even saying there was like harsh ice storms before yeah, the, first, yeah, the first day. So the first day, like it was like sleeting and raining, um, you know, into the, the by the time it got night time, it was like sleeting and raining. We couldn't see. Uh, it was it was that first night was crazy. And then uh, we got to our room probably around 11. Um, and that night it snowed real bad. So we woke up and walked through the snow and it was snowing again that day. Um, but the, the, the day after that, it was just cold. But, um, but I mean, like there was one, one stretch where we were like one six mile stretch where it was just like, like there was like this big muddy hill. There was like mud up to my ankles, you know, like just like, just like stomping through this mud and it was crazy. And, um, and, uh, yeah, it was it was it was it was weird, man. You know, people yeah. stopping us, people some people honking, some people who didn't like what we was doing. Um, you know, just all of it. It was crazy. Wow. And this was to raise awareness for Julius Jones' case, right? Yeah. So we so just to raise awareness and um, and just you know, I, for us it was like just to say like, listen, like we're we're, we're like if somebody somebody's willing to walk one hundred and thirty miles, like. You know, um, that's something you gotta think about. What would make a person want to do something mm-hmm. like that? Right. And the fact that we're doing it, hopes. You know, the hope was, you know, it would bring some attention to you. You know what I'm saying? And um, you know, and make you go, man. These people must really believe in this if they willing to do that. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, that makes sense. I mean, even just listening about it, I was like, damn, like. They're serious about this. Like, and yeah. other people are probably saying the same thing. Like, yo, what the yeah, hell? Yeah, people sell it. Like, y'all crazy. Y'all crazy. Like, right. yeah. yeah, yeah. That's what I'm saying. I was, I saw the Twitter post from uh, Pike retweeting it. I was like, they about to walk 131 miles. Yeah. Wow. <laughs> I need whatever OKC is on for sure to be able yeah. to walk 131 miles. But it was for a great cause, man. And it's, I mean, hopefully we get the, the outcome we need. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. For Julius, Julius Jones, for sure. But uh, we're going to go ahead and take a little break here. We're going to watch uh, an episode of The Couch, number 14, I believe, hosted by Abnormal. This is things that you should be listening to that just dropped in Arizona. Uh, so go ahead, and we'll run that thing real quick. Welcome to The Couch, episode number 14. Today, I am your host, Abnormal. We're going to be talking about the music that you should be streaming this week. First up, we have Emmett Dupree with his new single, Facing Love. If you're looking for something to chill out to, to vibe to, to just be mellow to, then go check out his new single, Facing Love, on all platforms. Now, next, we have Sincere with a Life of Sin. Creative flow. I love the creativity. I love the way he went with it. Continue to do what you do, brother. Make sure to go show him some love and stream is up on all platforms as well. Third, we have Vendetta Hedge with her new single, Anxious Avoidant. Her soothing and beautiful voice is just mind-blowing. If you want something to relax to, to just be mellowed out to, make sure to go show her some love and also check out some of our other music. 
Fourth, we have Herc with his new single, Missing You, by far one of my favorites. I can't say nothing more. Just go check it out for yourself. And last but not least, we have Migs and Tyreek Takami, I Have a Dream music video. Make sure to go check them up on YouTube if you're looking for something more political, more freedom of speech, a state of mind that we're going in right now. Make sure to go show them love. And first and foremost, make sure you show take over some love. Have a nice day, y'all. Oh, what's up, everybody? We are back with JB OKC Finest and Tucson's favorite. You already know what it is. I love. We just came up with that in a freestyle, and I love it. Like, it, thumbs up, yeah. JB. Like, definitely. <laughs> so we're gonna have Daniela kick us off. Back with the back from halftime. Back from halftime. All right. Um. Let me see. If someone asked you to give them a random piece of advice, what would you say? Um, the best advice I've, I've probably ever gotten was to um, make sure I'm always dependable and always prepared. Um, you know, you want to be somebody that people can depend on. Um, uh, you know, that, that'll help you get more opportunities. And then when you show up, make sure you prepare, you know. Um, so that would be a piece of advice is just make sure you're, you're always prepared and always dependable. That's a great one. Mm-hmm. Um, I want to know, how did, how did you and Pike meet? I mean, I knew Pike's from uh, Oklahoma originally. No, he's from, did you guys? he's from Tucson. He's from Tucson. He's from Tucson. He's from Tucson. Oh, right. He's from Tucson. Then moved to Oklahoma. Yeah. Uh, so how did you guys meet? Ah, I think the first time I met him, you have to ask him, but I think he, the first time I met him, he had, he was going by uh, Jafar, DJ Jafar. (laughs) (laughs) And he had this turban on his head and we had this hip hop show and I just wasn't having it, yo. And I I don't remember what, what I I think I, I think I might've been like, like just rude as hell. Uh, I can't remember, man, but um, I was like, man, who, who is this bozo, fam? This, with, the, <laughs> with this turban on his head, fam, like what? <laughs> and uh, and then um, I think I was trying to like, uh, uh, yeah, he said, yeah, I think I, that, I think he just said, talk about making Brandy cry. See, I don't already, I don't, <laughs> I don't. I don't barely remember. Um, we have to ask him though. But yeah, man, I, I, I was in a. I was in a weird place. <laughs> Where are you? What kind of place was that? <laughs> I, I don't know. I just man, I like. I was just like, just really territorial. Uh, uh, you know, over over Oklahoma hip hop. You know what I'm saying? And I was like, who the mm. fuck this bozo is? Cause. Mm. And, uh, um, I'm sure I was. I'm sure I was mean to him and mean to uh, Brandy, but uh, 
you know, he the nicest person in the world. You know what I mean? Yeah, I like I take somebody's head off, they mean to him. You know what I'm saying? Now, mm-hmm. you know what I mean? uh, but yeah, <laughs> that's funny. That's funny that um, that's what's how y'all met right there. Yeah, he was hurt. <laughs> What was um <laughs> so after that incident, then y'all formed a relationship where it turned into like him managing, or was it so uh it turned into him DJing for me first? Okay, uh, because my DJ stopped DJing, and the guys that Pike was ra- uh, rapping with, they kind of stopped uh they kind of stopped performing, and um thank you, uh they kind of stopped performing. That was my nephew. They kind of oh, stopped performing um. And so uh, me and him just clicked, you know what I'm saying? And um, we did that for a few years. And, um, I mean, he probably was managing me then, you know, just because, like, you know, I was, I've was i always been all over the place with stuff like that. So, um, but, yeah, he, you know, he was, it was more like, more, not, not so much a manager, just, you know, just really, like, just helping me and, um and want to take care of stuff for me and make sure, you know, things, you know, uh, were handled, you know what I mean? So that definitely sounds like Pike for sure. I mean, anybody that knows him in the Tucson and Arizona scene knows that yeah. that's what Pike loves to do is help and give advice and I was, he can. I was, I was mad when he left. Oh, I bet. Aww. I would be mad too if he left Tucson. <laughs> yeah. But yeah. Pike, you ain't leaving, man. You ain't going nowhere. You're here. You know what I'm saying? We got the Kiss the Smoke barbecue. You know, we, we're here now. <laughs> okay. Um, what was it like receiving the key, the key to the city? Huh? What was it like receiving the key to the city? I haven't got the key to the city. I thought you did, didn't you? No, nah, people just say that. <laughs> oh. I, know, I haven't got it. Not yet. That's the thing. <laughs> I mean, nah, that's a joke that me and the mayor have, though, because um, every time somebody comes to Oklahoma, he gives them a key. Like he, he gives like this. He uh, he given like he gives keys out like like it ain't nothing, yo. So <laughs> if I got a key, it wouldn't even mean anything, probably. <laughs> <laughs> I like how I said that so casual. He was just like. Yeah, the mayor and me had this inside joke because me and the mayor just cool, you know what I mean? And <laughs> he's like, yeah, the mayor's about to pull up in about 10 minutes, so we're going to have to wrap up this interview, you know what I'm saying? <laughs> I feel it. That's so dope, man. Uh, so before the show, we were talking about uh, Lando Chill and yeah. uh, how he brought up a story. And uh, his story was from New York when he, was it was Pike that took him to New York with you, you headlining the show. No, nah, we took we took Lando on tour. It was me and Pike right. tour. Mm-hmm. We took him, and we had a we had a we did have a New York date. And then he was uh, he was in the, the the studio with Static Selector. You were there as well. Uh, I was in the studio with Static Selector, and he okay, and and I let him come. <laughs> yeah, he's like, bro, don't get the twisted, man. He's like, <laughs> <laughs> so what was. What was your favorite tour memory Wait, from so that? What, what, what did he say? Did he say something happened? Oh, he said he just got so faded. He was on the, yeah. <laughs> oh, he kept drinking he, all night. <laughs> and he was, like, living, like, his business cards and static selectors, little folders and stuff like that. And he was saying that was, like, his best 
tour memory was with you and Pike and him just going to New York. And he said, every time he takes the shrooms, it takes him back to that moment in time. That's funny. I, I thought you was going to tell me about the talks. There was one time we was in the car. I don't remember what we was arguing over, but I was telling Pike, pull this car. Well, let's just get, get out. Let's, we're going we gonna to handle We're going to catch this fade real quick. And I was trying to get Pike to pull over the car so me and so me and Leno can get out and fight. We're not gonna get it. We're not gonna. We're not gonna uh, go today without 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 fighting. I can tell right. Are you right there? So let's go ahead and get this fight over it real fast, and then we get back in the car and and, and keep going. <laughs> <laughs> I think Lando didn't tell us that part because he probably f- forgot about that part. I mean, yeah. but what was your what, what has been your favorite tour memory? Um, man, touring with them was really fun. Um, uh, man, I'm trying to think. Man, I've done a lot. Like probably the best tour, but best tour memory is like. Um, Whenever we toured in uh, um, in Switzerland, we toured with um, one of my favorite rappers. He's a, from Sweden. His name is Promo, and uh, he ha- he has a song called "Off the Record." He ha- he's in a group called Loop, Loop Troop, and so okay. in in Europe, Loop Troop is huge. You know what I'm saying? Like they're since the '90s, they're huge. You know, and so. Um, my friend uh, DL put me on to promo like probably 2000, and I, he had this one song um, um, called "Off the Record," and I listened to it all the time. And I just thought it was crazy. This dude was from Sweden, and he rapping and sound like this, you know. Right. So, um, and so. Uh, I think it was Pike too, but I know I used to use that instrumental in my set um, to, to, to off the record, and mm. so that was a song that I would that I would use. That was a beat I'll use in my set, and so whenever we got to when we got to uh, Europe, uh, we showed up to the venue. We did the whole tour with them, and so um, I'm in the green room just like waiting for them to come in. You know what I'm saying, like. Right. Like hella anxious and nervous, you know what I mean? And um they came in hella cool. And so um and so I'm telling, you know, I end up telling them, you know, what I'm telling y'all right now, you know, about how, you know, um, you know, I've been listening to them since two thousand and that song off the record. And so we get to Switzerland and this is like the biggest show. This is like probably the biggest show that we had on the whole tour. And he's like, and so um he was like, I'm gonna do this this old song for for my homie who's on tour right now and start and, and does the song, man, like does off the record. Hey. And and he was like, uh, hey, come get a verse and let me come on stage and get a verse with him on that wow. song. You know what I mean? It it was like it was like like living a dream, you know what I'm saying? Like, you know what I mean? Like right. it was just like that was like just a dope feeling, you know, and um that was probably that like that's probably one of my favorite um tour tour experiences you know i just hopefully you know i was just thinking man one day i want to be able to do that for, for somebody you know what i'm mm-hmm. saying make somebody feel like that you know what i mean um and so yeah it was it was so dope so dope that's so that is so dope i mean awesome. just being able to experience that and you traveled a lot man i mean you, we talked about germany switzerland yeah. and you did like a whole europe 
like a European tour as well. So we we did we did uh, Germany, Switzerland, and Sweden. Mm, yeah. Wow. And what, what's like your favorite place to like always perform at? Whenever I mean, of course, it has to be home, right? Yeah, home is dope. Um, Tucson is dope. Yeah, uh, really, no, you got to say that. Make sure he said that. <laughs> <laughs> Not like. Uh yeah, probably you know Tucson is like my second home really. Um but yeah, probably here, there, or um I like Kansas City. Mm. Um I like Atlanta. I I like in Chicago, places like Chicago, oh North Carolina too, but places um uh they're not like that. <laughs> <laughs> I forgot about that. Yeah, talk, talk on it, man. Talk on it. Bring strippers to the Run the Jewel show. <laughs> yeah, you know, man. Uh, so yeah, but I love I love all those places to perform. So yeah, so I was on the Run the Jewels tour, and um, man, I don't remember how we met these girls, but um, I think there was a strip club like right up the street or next door to the venue, somewhere real close, and they were like kind of running in and out, and so. So I had, uh, I think it was me, Pike, and my homeboy, Cody. Uh, and so Cody, like, he could, man, like, he just, like, he could, he's really, uh, he has a big character. He knows how to talk to people. You know what I'm saying? Okay. All right. And so he talks to these girls, and, like, he's always real helpful. So I think they were, like, shopping. They were, look, they were, they were dancing at the strip club, but then they were looking, they were, they were uh, outside walking around about to go, try to buy some shoes to wear that night okay and so cody ends up giving them a ride to the to the to the shoe store and uh bringing them back and then we're just like kind of chilling with them and kicking it with them mm-hmm. before the show you know and they're hella cool you know what i'm saying hella cool. right um and so they're like so y'all rap you know there's a concert going on like yeah yes yeah. So we bring them to the show and uh then we bring them backstage and like we're kicking it and all you know getting them drinks and and all that, and so we go on first, and by the time we get off stage and get backstage, like they sitting on you know everybody's laughs. They don't like all them dudes. Everybody don't hijack them from us. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> right. And then and then uh, and then run the jewels had them on stage. Matter of fact, I had gave them a JB shirt. I came back in after I performed. They had on run the jewels shirts. And then, uh, and then uh, they got on stage and was dancing during Run the Jewel set. And then, wow. they, and then Run the Jewel put it in the video. They made a video of his. I can't remember what song it is, but there's a video of him and and uh, from that tour on stage. Oh man! Yeah. Like wow. all Cody's hard work and our hard work went to yeah, nothing. They, <laughs> we gave him the razzle dazzle and nothing. Yeah. <laughs> wow. That's, that's a great story. Man, I'm glad we got Pike in this chat because we wouldn't have gotten that one out of you, man. Yeah, I, I totally <laughs> forgot about it. But one, one of the girls, she, you know, she's uh, we still we we still talk here and there on, on Instagram. And uh-huh. you know, I see her and I say, you know, man, it's you know, good to hope you're doing well. Like they're they're hella cool, man. But uh man, we had big plans for them girls. Then it was over. <laughs> like you know, like, I'm about to wrap up the set. I'm about to go get back. Oh, yeah, we had big plans. <laughs> You just saw one just yeah, I did, I, yeah, I did. I gave I, I have pictures somewhere of them in, in my shirts. And so ah. I had put them, I had gave them my shirts, took pictures, 
got on stage, came back, they had on Runner Jewel shirts. <laughs> the hurt, I can imagine the hurt that you felt, man. You what can to... you say? What can you say? You can't say nothing. You just got, ah, all right. <laughs> take the L, man. We just got to yeah. take the L. Oh, no. JB, if you could pick any superhero power, what would you pick and why? Ooh, um, I would say probably somebody like um, Wolverine. Just I, I like his healing power. You know what I mean? One of the one of my favorite um, uh, comic books uh, stories is whenever he fights um, the Hulk. Mm-hmm. And, um, and the Hulk like pretty much rips him in half. He crawls back to his body, you know what I'm saying, and puts himself back together. You know what I mean? Right. He's just like he the Wolverine is like, you know, I feel like man, like he's like he just got that heart, you know what I mean? And like he's like just put me in there, you know. Um, so probably him. Um I like his the most. And just like I said, just because you know, um the, the healing capabilities. Um, you know, I was uh there's a there's a scene in one of the X-Men movies where um where he said where I think Jean Grey dies and uh and Scott is like tripping and and sad and he says to Lorene, not everybody heals as fast as you, you know. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's like man, I never thought of like dang so like you know just like his heart too, you know what I'm saying? Like you know, so yeah, I like that. Yeah, that's that's two X Men back to back. That's yeah. crazy. Lando said he wanted uh, telekinesis. Mm-hmm. He liked the X Men a lot. And then you're about to... <laughs> I feel like I don't know. JB's like, he just looked. Every time I say Lando, he's like, oh man, he just oh. <laughs> <laughs> You know he like a little brother, like a, like that right. brother. Like man, get somewhere and sit down. <laughs> now, that's the that's the relationship I, I pictured in my head when we started talking about him. I was like, yep, it's like a big brother, little brother situation over here. <laughs> what was um, what do you like about Tucson so much, man? I mean, just like how y'all are. You know what I'm saying? Like it, mm-hmm. it reminds me a lot of. Uh, you know, Oklahoma City and a lot of things, a lot of ways I wish Oklahoma City was, you know what I mean? Uh, you know, y'all just, you know, y'all at least it could be, but I don't see it. But, you know, there's just so much love for each other, you know, in the scene. Uh, y'all look out for each other. Y'all support each other. Like I've been to a bunch of different shows and different venues out there and, you know, if it's if it if this person ain't performing, everybody else is there to see him. But I'm saying like the other rappers there, check them out. The other people are there, check them out. That that's my, if they are, and they I'm saying like it's like man, yeah. y'all, just, y'all y'all put each other on. You know what I'm saying? And um, you know it's just it's just so much fun, man. And you know I like that. I like um, just being around um, you know all of y'all just because it's. It just it feels like home. It feels like uh, just like a I don't know. It just it's it, it just has that home feel, you know. Right. Um, it just feels I, right. I, yeah, I I could put my feet up. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Not not worry about shit. You know what I mean? 
Definitely, definitely. It's been it's been interesting. I mean, hearing that from like you being here a lot and also you being outside of Tucson. I mean, it's, it's like an ongoing debate on Clubhouse and on Twitter and Instagram about having mutual respect for each other from Phoenix to Tucson, Tucson to Phoenix to Yuma to Flagstaff and all Arizona as a whole. And one of the things I noticed about you is you got the love of your and support of your like city and state. You know what I'm saying? Because yeah. you rep Oklahoma and the city where that you're from. You know what I'm saying? And I just want to know, like, how were you able to do that? And partly was it was it anything to do with you, or was it just the people that were being able that were just surrounded by? I guess. Um, I you know I don't I don't I don't ever think it's it's me. I just think it's you know it's just the it's the the um. The energy you put off, you know, it's, you know, how you treat people, um, you know, uh, how you look out for people, how you help people, you know, I think that's what it is, you know, and whether and not even if even if, you know, some people some people here might not like my music, uh, right. but, you know, they still they still, you know, down for me, you know, what I'm saying as yeah. a person and as a as a, um, a person in this community, you know, what I'm saying uh, so. And then just, you know, you know, being able to take, you know, what I have and the resources and things that I have and, you know, look out when I can. And then if I'm not able to be honest and say, man, okay, I can't help you. Anything I can do this time, but next time, if I can, I got you, you know what I mean? Right. Um, so, you know, just being, just doing that, you know, and uh, showing up, you know what I'm saying? Like, um, and, you know, just supporting people, you know, and, and doing su- supporting people like you want them to support you. And, um, and, and just, you know, like I said, it's just, it's just, it's just in the energy. You know what I mean? Definitely. It definitely is. And I, I think it bring up a good point, just being like a good human being, you know, and not yeah. being fake about your intentions or being fake about who you are. And I think that's probably a lot of what's happening in our scene to say is just like, a lot of people are like, okay, yeah, like my see you, cool, 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 but when I'm behind your back, I ain't doing nothing to really support. But yeah. that's neither here nor there. But that's feel like it's good to hear that coming from you. You know what I'm saying? That just be a dope person, be yourself, and the rest will fall into place. <laughs> yeah, no doubt, no doubt. So I was looking at uh on YouTube today, doing my little research uh, and whatnot, and I saw uh, Trey Young was uh, endorsing the oh, JB yeah. song. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. And I wanted to know, are, like, are y'all cool like that? Like, you and Trey Young? Um, he so he knows uh, my homie Irv Rowan. Hold on, boy, boy, be quiet. <laughs> no, nah, it's all good. We have we love that. I mean, we got Cash Lansky with his son bringing Dino Tours, Dino Tours over here. <laughs> Wait, he better may not come over here again. That's what he looks like. Uh-huh. <laughs> Uh, but you know, so he's he's cool with Irv, um, um, you know, and it, I think he was just showing love. You know what I mean? Right. So. That's so dope. I like that, man. Are you a are you an OKC fan? Basketball yeah. Thunder? Okay, yeah. of course you got to be. So I know you're a little mad, right, about uh, CP3 leaving over here to join the Phoenix yeah. real quick. But uh, yeah. it's all good. You're not gonna get into it. I don't want to hurt your feelings <laughs> any more than it already has been. But. <laughs> Yeah, you know, CP3 was the best coach we ever had, yo. 
He's the best he ever had, so it's all good. It's all, hey, I'm glad, I'm glad we got him. I'm glad we got him. <laughs> what, um, what's your creative process like for writing and for even making commercials? I mean, you got two Emmys, right, for commercials? Am I, am I correct? I was for a commercial. One was for a, um, a, a show, a, little, like a small documentary um, that, that, that we did. But... Um, Man, my my creative process is really just you know, um, just you know, trying to take my time and um, and you know, let it come to me. You know what I'm saying? Uh, you know, some like for instance, you know, sometimes when I'm writing, I'll come to Tucson so I can write. You know what I mean? Right. When I record, you know. But uh, yeah, the process is just like you know, just not forcing it and letting it come to me. Definitely. Uh, and you know, just taking my time, man, and uh, that's why, like, it it's like three, four years before I put out albums. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Like, this album came out in 2020. Before that, it was 2016. Before that, it was 2013. Before that, I think it was 2008. So, wow. So it takes time, and I feel like that's yeah. another thing we're talking about industry and corporate that they're always like. Yo, we need to go. You need to go. You need to go. You need to go. You need to go. But when you take the independent route, I feel like you get more, you get creative control, obviously. And you're able to put out pieces of work that are yours and not, you know, somebody else's idea like, oh, you should do this or you should do that and do this, do that. So I I, I like your strategic side of how you be, how you are creative and how you put out uh, projects. I love it a lot, man. Thank you. Of course. Nail, you got any other questions, man, before we wrap it up? Um, what would you say is the best way for a fan to support you? Uh buy my albums. <laughs> uh, you know, um that's probably the best way. You know what I mean? Like I think so I think today um the idea of support is kind of uh it's kind of like watered down, you know, people think people, people feel like, you know, a like on Facebook is support. You know what I'm saying? You know, I'm, you know, I support you. You do. Yeah. I liked your, I liked your post. You know what I mean? Um, people feel like, um, you know, instead of, instead of you, instead of them buying your album, them giving it to you, giving it to them is support. You know what I'm saying? Like, let me get your album. I want to support Okay, it's it's on it's online, whatever, you know. Um, or like for instance, like I press my music on vinyl. Let me get a vinyl so I can su- support. Okay, um, it's thirty dollars. It's like oh, you, I can't man, I, I can't just get one. I thought you was trying to support, nigga. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> right. Um, people think you know, you know, uh, asking to get in your show for free is supporting. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. You know. Um, like they think that little of you thinking that, you know, you would rather have a, have a, a, a body in there than, you know, um, uh, um, the body and the money. You know what I'm saying? Right. You know what right. I mean? So it's like, nah, just stay. You know what I'm saying? Like, you know, you know, so I think, you know, we've, we've kind of like, you know, we, we, it's been watered down what real support is. You know what I'm saying? Support is what we support is what we do for these other people who don't who we don't know, you know. What I'm yeah, saying? Uh, <laughs> yeah. You know, 
who don't need who don't need your advertisement advertising who don't need your who don't need you to to download they'll they'll buy they'll buy their albums but want just want just stream mine you know what i'm saying i want the free link right. you know what i mean um uh you know stuff like that you know um posting on on social media you know what i'm saying like it's, it, it, you drake a drop j cole a drop this nigga that nigga a drop and right all my homies, all my homegirls, all my people sending me their videos and posting, they posting, you know, they the, the new the new Drake album cover and this this and that. And it's like, you know what I mean? And then yeah. you watching and it's like, where was that energy when my shit dropped? You know what I'm saying? Right. If you try to support, if you ain't trying to support, that's fine. But don't be going out your way to tell me you trying to support my shit and you not you not supporting it the same way you support theirs because they don't need your they don't need you posting there. It's, it's gonna do good. You know what I'm saying? Definitely. Um, so that's what I would say. It's just like, you know, um buy, buy like buy my album, you know what I mean? Right. Uh, you know, buy a concert ticket, you know what I'm saying? Uh you know, if you if you know, buy a shirt, buy a hoodie, you know, um, tell somebody about me, you know what I'm saying? Right. If somebody asks, you know, who you listening to. Even if it ain't me, lie. You know what I'm yeah. saying? <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> Definitely. Definitely. Mac Mankind is awesome at doing uh just supporting. I mean, and Daniela as well. I mean, with uh Mankind, he was telling us about the Tucson Hip Hop Festival when people were telling him, Yo, who is out here popping? He was like, Tommy Will. Like off rip, it was just already like ingrained in his fact, brain. Matter of fact, I just uh I I remember Tommy Will cause uh because Whenever um, the last time I played Tucson, he played and he uh-huh. did this. He did this song about local local uh, rappers. Oh, yeah. Yeah. And so I was on Clubhouse, and I was, you know, it's all these rappers from all over the country, uh-huh. you know, with all these local rap stories. And I was like, man, this is dude in Tucson got a song. And wow. so, I, matter of fact, I called Pike. Was like, what's that kid's name who had that <laughs> local rapper song? And so I had to, say, I sent it to everybody in that group. That's dope. That's, see, that's support right yeah. there, man. If you want to know, JB knows support, the definition, all that good stuff. Hey, JB, is there any uh, thing that you're working on or anything you want to tell the people? Um, Yeah, I'm working on, uh, so 2021, uh, I'm going to drop three uh, EPs on vinyl. Um, uh, like Just like me and a producer. So the first, the first one um, I got, matter of fact, uh, Lando's on it. Um, it's produced by my homie Derek Miner, and uh, it'll be the first one that comes out. The second one is going to be produced by Blue, and I got uh, um, Spiritual on that. Ooh, uh, that's going to be a good one. Uh, and then the third one, um, uh, it's going to be um, Conductor Williams producing it. He produced for like um, like a lot of Griselda shit. So wow. So I'm just gonna do. I'm gonna just drop them like you know, um, not back to back, but I'll probably drop one the first one like April, March, April, and then one um, a few months after that, another one in the summer. That's dope. I'm looking forward to those, man. I mean, you just dropped Spiritual's name on there, so I'm like, okay, I'm, I'm looking forward <laughs> to this. <laughs> That's Pipe's favorite rapper, definitely, huh? <laughs> what um. Oh, don't forget about the pizza, the the pizza spot. Oh yeah, so uh, we're hoping to be open this summer. Um, 
uh, at the latest. We could be open before that. And then I'm working on another concept. Um, hopefully that will be opening um, this summer too. So, um, but the pizza, the pizza for sure. Um, we just, we just did a walkthrough with the, with our, um, with our, uh, with the, the contractor and they're going to start um, uh, breaking ground. Uh, next so, week. so I'm excited, man. I'm ex- yeah. Like it's been a long time coming. So I'm really excited about it. I'll probably- hey, go, go ahead. ahead. I was gonna say I probably worked on this for like four years. So wow, you've been working on this for four years. You said the, the pizza restaurant, something like that. Sheesh. And what what sparked the idea? Um, you know, I just I really just wanted to, to you know open up a business in the neighborhood where I grew up. You know, there's there's a lot of like you know gentrification and and stuff happening, and you know, um, and you know I I felt like. You know, I want to. I want it to still look like you know us. You know what I'm saying? And so, um, you know, I was able to get some help and um, get with some people um, who have done, you know, uh, been in the restaurant business. Um, actually, my friend who I went to the funeral today, um, he was in the restaurant business, and uh, and you know. Um, he helped me a lot, you know. Right. So, um, matter of fact, he helped me, you know, because he died of cancer. He just and so I knew I I knew he had cancer, but I didn't know how bad he was, and you know he was he was on the phone with me for hours, and you know emailing and emailing back and forth this whole time. He was, you know, going through excruciating, you know, pain and um, ended up dying right after right that. You know what I'm saying? And so, um, so you know, just having people like that around me who who um who are you know who who have done it and you know kind of can you know help guide me you know what i'm saying so definitely well sorry about your loss man and i, I feel like this is going to be a good uh just a good spot for for you to remember him and you know just be able to to see it through you know what i'm saying yeah no doubt, no doubt. So that's dope man and i'm excited for this music to drop for you and I know you gotta go because you got you got family that, that's waiting for you. And it's ten o'clock out there yeah. in OKC. Yeah, here that's in Arizona my, at so yeah, that's my nephew. His mama just came back, so he's excited. <laughs> right on, man. So where can they follow you at, JB? Um, everything is at my name is JB. Um, uh, yeah, all the social media is just at my name is JB. Perfect. Uh, yeah. And then you guys can follow us at the Lounge Takeover. I said it wrong last week. I said the Takeover Lounge. It's at the Lounge Takeover. You can follow me personally at Z underscore underscore G-I-V. You can follow Daniela at Danny Roll Takeover. Boom. And she got it like that because last two seasons it was like something in the period and uh, it was just bad. But, <laughs> yo, thank you all for joining us on a Friday evening. We'll see you next Friday. Uh, we're teaming up with Black Rand for the month of February for Black History Month. So we have all black creatives coming through the lounge and talking it up and chatting it up like we do on a normal Friday. And we got a Patreon. Make sure y'all go show some love on the Patreon for some exclusive content and little gifts that we got for you for signing up. And, yo, we got Chazelle next week. And Mm -hmm. we'll see y'all next week for Chazelle, 8 o'clock. Don't miss it. We out of here. Thank you, JB. Yes, sir. Thank you. Thank you. Yes, ma'am.